Hi, this is Alex Gary of the Thinker What Works podcast, and this week we have Izzy Lugo, COO and co-founder of Urban Misfit Ventures. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. Of, of Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Yes, sir. Thank you for being on the What Works podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you were here for our One Million Cups, which we have every Wednesday, so I've learned quite a bit about your company, but if you know, you're know tuning into the podcast, you probably don't know. Explain what Urban Misfit Ventures is. Yeah, so Urban Misfit Ventures is a um, company out of Milwaukee, as you mentioned. Um, it's actually a holdings company for two uh, subsidiaries that we own, which is IEEG, an influencer marketing and storytelling slash uh, video marketing company, and MK Misfits, um, which is kind of our alter ego, but it's also a events company that goes around we throw really cool events not just in milwaukee um all over the really all over the world um we attract people from all over the world as well so you talk about influencer marketing yeah that that's a that's a big deal i i came out of the newspaper industry so i can get us into any newspaper in the country because i know what reporters want yeah and i can get us on a lot of tv stations because i know what reporters want i've been in that for 20 years Mm -hmm. but influencer marketing is this new thing yeah what does that mean to you? What is influencer marketing and how are you guys doing influencer marketing? Yeah, I think uh, for us, the big thing is our community um, and the the people that follow us. So what we do differently from every other influencer marketing company is we are the influencers. Um, a lot of influencer marketing company out out there say, hey, I'm going to partner with McDonald's and I'm going to say, hey, McDonald's, um, I can get this Big Mac in 10,000 influencers' hands and at the end of the day, each influencer gets 50 bucks and a free Big Mac, um, which is great. It's great for it's great for business. It's great for McDonald's. But at the end of the day, we're thinking, hey, what does that actually do for McDonald's and what can we do differently uh, in the forefront? So number one, what we're different uh, and what what that means for us is, um, yes, we are the influencers. The, uh, the co-founders are the influencers. But then not only that, but the entire agency as a whole is um, is are, are really the influencers. And we're able to creatively make any post, any type of content for our clients. Um, and they're able to talk to us. A, a lot of our Milwaukee area clients use us for influencer marketing. And that's because um, they can actually sit down and have a conversation with us rather than, oh, we have to Skype. Oh, we're across the world from each other, all this stuff. And there's a lot of barriers and hurdles you need to jump over in order to do that. And now you're we're flipping it over where we're able to sit down with a client and we'll fly to LA to work with uh, someone that's in Hollywood or we'll fly to New York to work with a client that's in New York City and we're we put a face to that name and that's what a lot of influencer marketing companies don't do right now. So uh, let's talk about the size of the company. There's four people started it, right? Correct. And so, and you have how many, how many people are there now? So we're at 11 right now, Mm -hmm. 12 if you count the chief dog officer. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, we have 11 right now. And this is Uh, in eight months. Yes. Just eight months in business, um, which is nuts. It's, it's crazy. I mean, every day I wake up and I'm, honestly fulfilled that we've been able to do this and so so quick of a turnaround um i attribute that a little bit to or a lot to our community partners that we partnered with from the beginning um the big um kind of 
platforms that we partnered with in the mm-hmm. beginning um, that was able to sit down and we were able to sit down with first, but then second of all, we were able to get the misfit name out into Milwaukee. And that's why we walk around the city right now and people are like, oh, you're, you're that dude that's a misfit, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Well, let's, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. So how, how did the company form? Yeah, who, who came up with the idea? Were you guys friends before, did, or did you have to recruit people to the team? Lead us through that journey. Yeah, so <laughs> um, that starts a little bit earlier on. I'll, I'll start from there. I, basically, I was going through all these different positions. Didn't really find my what I was passionate for in the beginning. Um, I'm really passionate about sports, but I realized very quickly that I'm not passionate about sports business, and that's what I went into. Um, and I had a college roommate, Quentin, who is our CEO, um, and c- kind of almost uh, I the big mind behind the the us just forming together. Uh, Q got together and said, "Hey, Izzy, I know you're not liking your job. Uh, you just ac- I had just actually quit my job. I was driving Uber Eats. I was um, fixing bikes at our local bike share, and uh, just really just trying to pay rent, make sure I pay my bills. And uh, he already had." Um, met Eric and Brema uh, through a couple of different avenues, different events and They're stuff the like that. They're the other co-founders? Yes, the mm-hmm. other co-founders. And we sat down and um, literally, I, honestly, I'm surprised to this day that it happened to the point that it did, but we sat down for an hour, only an hour, and we said, hey, um, we, I think we vibe good together. Let's just try this. Um, I think if any- What other, was the investment cost? Um time more yeah, than anything say, um yeah. basically yes i i <laughs> i kid around with q and the team but the the biggest investor in us right now is our my girlfriend because she was <laughs> a she honestly was able to pick up my slack and if not and she was able to pay the our bills and my bills if not i wouldn't so she we helped were, you chase the dream oh yeah she okay. helped me chase the dream hardcore but um yeah that's kind of how the team formed we we did it on a whim um and we said hey let's let's do this let's try it and uh like i said those those partnerships in the beginning really helped us get our names out there so and, uh, okay so now we, you before you sat down you're like okay let's let's do this at the time did you guys already have huge networks on uh, you know on social media yeah. or is because that's is that is that the barrier is it hard to be an influencer marketing if you have nobody following you yeah so basically well one um i'll answer the i'll answer this one first is we did have our followings each of us had our followings mm-hmm. um but you don't have to have that big network what what clients and what um most of our clients and then what big corporations are looking for right now are these things called nano influencers people with anywhere from 800 to a thousand followers with high engagement with people that actually care about them um, that can overall convert their following to dollars for a McDonald's, a X, a company at the end of the day. So um, yeah, I don't think at all. I, I would almost say no, that you wouldn't need that following at all. You would just need people that care about you and everybody has that. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> Now you need clients. Yeah. You got an idea. You yeah. got a team. Now you need clients. What was that first client meeting like? First of all, who got the first client meeting? And then what was that first client meeting like? How did you sell yeah. something where you have no metrics? We, I I forget what our first actual like hardcore client meeting was. Um, our first client was Nathan Harris. A um, He owns Ease. It's a 
HR platform, but then also owns Ugly's Bar and Grill off of uh, Old Third Street in Milwaukee. Right, I in might the- have met him. Have you? Yeah, I, right. Ease is he's really pushing that right the HR thing. I think I've met him at one of the. Um, he's killing things. it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's and he's he's jacked. We're all scared of him as a client, but um, <laughs> he uh, he actually he was our first client, and honestly, if it wasn't for him investing us in in us at the point that we did we probably would have went belly up at that point you you needed somebody to prove that the concept worked right exactly Mm -hmm. so after that it was literally just we hit the ground running we got the admirals we got a huge moral code uh client and we got so the the admirals probably came a little bit from your your sports background you knew knew the right people to talk to and how to talk to them actually they knew of me um but they they reached out because of a referral um they reached out because they said hey uh we understand video is going to be huge need in the in the very near near future, and we want to put some money behind this. How who should we talk to? And one of those people that we partnered with in the from the beginning uh, to get our names out there actually referred us. And since then, we hit the ground running. We have uh, we're we're tapping into the esports industry, the CBD industry. We're tapping into all these industries that. Um, are big first of all right now uh, but then we're also tapping into the smaller ones that might be big in 10 to 15 years or, or even five years or even next year um so yeah it, the clients once we got that first client and had that proof of concept it just it, we started rolling so um who does anybody have a video background like you know cl- you say it's a classic technically trained video background or is it a situation where you guys have grown up mm-hmm. using phones and posting videos and you just you know practice on your own yeah so um honestly i believe uh, dids is the only one that had hardcore video background q had uh some but like brema who is our our, our creative director he only had that photography background and now he's creating videos that p- clients and i have people inbound i literally my linkedin messages are full of just people that want to partner with us because of videos he created and he started creating videos when he joined the organization eight months ago mm-hmm. um no schooling either of those two our creative side have have actually dropped out of uwm uh went different directions and um Technically, technically speaking, I create videos. It's on my phone. Uh, it's nothing for clients, um, but I'm kind of the the man, just talk, making sure the clients are happy, making sure the business is in the green, stuff like that. And then everybody, you're not else, the creative type. Are I you? I'm a creative dude, but, but you're I, not the top. No, I'm okay. not. I'm all not right. the one. I I come up with some of the ideas, uh-huh. um, but I'm like, all right. Here's the idea. Is it actually doable? Can you can we reproduce you this? You and me are a lot alike. I, I, I have ideas all the time. I'll be like, oh, okay, Bailey, come here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, Bailey does our Instagram. You know? Nice. You know, because it's it, there's a generational thing. You, yeah. you guys talk about being, you know, what median age twenty three. Yeah. Right. And I grew up being a you know newspaper photography and all that stuff, and and I, I consider myself a creative type, but. That video, that viral kind of video mm-hmm. that you guys are working on, that to me, I didn't grow up like that. Right. And so that's like a step beyond me, right? You almost need that younger vibe yeah, uh, to get in there because to, to know what's hot, what's hot out there. Yeah, right? definitely. Okay. You talked about in the One Million Cups that age sometimes is a barrier, though, yeah. when you go in. And I, because you know, I would think about it differently, if I'm looking for influencer marketing, I'm going to want a, a team that skews young. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of, age issues do you face when you go into those meetings uh i I think 
to be blatantly honest, Milwaukee is an old town. Um, there's there's a a stigma of Milwaukee that it's just hey they're dead set about their ways and they don't change. Um, and if you go in there with a new idea, good luck. Um, but what we do is first of all we let our work for talk for its itself. Um, at the end of the day, if you may not want to partner with us right now, but when you see our com- your competitor partnering with us and seeing all the really good content that they're getting and then their sales are increasing or their 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 retention rate is through the roof and you're dealing with retention issues, you'll come uh, sooner or later mm-hmm. to us and try to figure out a way to partner with us. Um, but yeah, age has been it's been tough for us. It, it, like you said, it's the median age is 23. Um, and it's something, is it like, with, you, know, you know, you're sitting in a meeting and the guy's looking at you goes, okay, so where's the guy that runs the thing? Right. Yeah. And it's almost like, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's like, it's almost demeaning for them if I'm pitching them and they're like, okay, so where's, where's your angel investor? Where's your, where's the owner of the actual company? I'm like, he's sitting right next to me or, um, who funded the company? We did. Um, we don't have it. There, there is, you know, um, at one million cups, I'm, I'm always trying to get a, a younger crowd, yeah, but it does skew 40 plus, yeah, and there is an absolute lack of knowledge of people who are over 40 of how the the modern these kind of modern companies are, are running, yeah. You know, when I tell somebody, yeah, you know, Markiplier makes 10 million dollars a year on YouTube videos, that just blows their mind, oh, yeah. You know, it's just amazing to me, right? yeah. Um, when I uh, let's talk about some of your clients because, yeah, and, and I asked about it one many cups. I look at Northwestern Mutual, it's a, it's one of your clients, and they're they're a we've had one of their agents here to speak one time, um. So it's it's a hundred year old financial firm, mm-hmm. solid. It you wouldn't think that they'd be out there wanting to, the services of a company like yours. How did you help them? What was what was their issue? Yeah, so uh, we partnered and we'll be partnering with them on a number of different events. But the main event that we did with them was uh, called the Fall Experiment, and Northwestern Mutual is bidding, and Milwaukee as a whole is doing a big push as Milwaukee as a tech hub. And um, you talk to Q at all. He's a huge techie. And I I mentioned it in the 1 Million Cups uh, presentation, but if there's something that any member of our organization is passionate about, we want to do it because at the end of the day, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, it's not work anymore. Uh, And it's you don't mind working those long hours or something like that. So what can we do to kind of set Northwestern Mutual apart in that tech scene, um, but then also bring in that younger crowd because much like um, the crowd at one million, 1 million Cups, Northwestern Mutual is that older generation. Um, and they tend, any, any one of their events, they tend to skew towards that older generation. So how do we set them apart? Um, so Northwestern Mutual ended up having a, like a concert. It had the arts in there. It had video games. It had everything to tend or really hit everyone, every generation. But then all like these other events that we'll be doing that hopefully and they'll be sponsoring is, um, like the arts, the pop-up shops, the fashion shows, the stuff that the younger generation is going to that maybe one day they'll have expendable income and they can invest in something. So that they, were they looking does. at people who eventually want insurance from Northwestern Mutual or people who eventually want to sell insurance for yeah, Northwestern I, Mutual? Yeah, I think there's two angles. Yes, um, they want it to be in the forefront and when they 
finally think like, oh gosh, I need that life insurance. I think of Northwestern Mutual. But two, uh, we're throwing all these events in Milwaukee and obviously that's the epicenter of Northwestern Mutual. So how wh- how do they get and how do they tell their all their financial advisors and everyone in that organization that Milwaukee is like a cool city to live in and why would I come here? And why would I, as a financial advisor for someone like Merrill Lynch, why should I go to Milwaukee? Why should I move to Milwaukee for the Northwestern mm-hmm. Mutual? So it's less about Northwestern Mutual and it's more about all the cool things that go on in Milwaukee, the arts, the festivals, the uh, the overall her- the culture everywhere that when you drive, uh, when you drive, you take the streetcar now. Um, you see a lot of different things that you might not see in um, in a Madison, in a Chicago or something mm-hmm. like that where you can bring we bring that added value and we bring that element of fun for their, their upcoming financial advisors. But then still those, that older, older generation that lives in Milwaukee, that's been there for so long, we bring a new element to them. How'd they find you? Um, actually LinkedIn. So, uh, that's link, how I find yeah, you. LinkedIn's a huge platform for us. Um, we produce content, all of us produce content, not just the four co-founders, but every member of our organization does, whether they're the interns in college or whether they're um, just part-time or full-time staff. We we kind of push that on our, our staff, and it's something that, I mean, we had a company from New York reach out to us at our very big beginning stages and partner with us. We had um, a company called Moral Code, our uh, our current partner and our it's a luxury leather goods brand out of India. They do ads in GQ magazine and uh, um, just massive magazines and um, subscription services like that, that we actually were able to connect with their CEO because of LinkedIn. It's that backdoor um, because most CEOs are all CEOs check their own social media. Not all CEOs check their own voicemails or check their own emails. So how do you actually get in front of these people without actually getting in front of those people? So we put the face to the name, and um, it's it's almost always by chance, but mm-hmm. every viral video that Q produces, that I produce, that Eric produces, that Brema, that our interns produce, there's some type of intrigue that ultimately leads to hundreds of LinkedIn messages that come through and that ultimately end up as a revenue stream for us. So. Okay, if if I invite you back in five years, mm-hmm. is there a five-year plan? Have you guys sat down and done the official business plan and this is what we want to do? I think uh, the official business plan hasn't been done yet, no. Um, That's backwards, you know yeah, that, right? Yeah, it is. It's massively <laughs> backwards. We do know what we want to do, especially in the next year. Okay. Um, we, we are planning for 2019 and we have been for months now. Um, obviously, we just needed to get off off the floor um, right now or in the beginning, but now we're actually planning and we're planning into 2019 into 2020. What do we want to do? And in five years, we just, we want to be that platform that uh, people go to, whether you're a brand or whether you're an individual to tell your story, to be able to. Is uh, the Misfits part of it the thing that can be uh, transported, meaning it's MKE Misfits now, Correct. which stands for Milwaukee. Yep. So then all of a sudden, if, you, if you're doing well enough and you want to branch into Rockford, it all of a sudden becomes RCK Misfits. Is that, is that, was that part of the plan? I think, honestly, the, 
the reason why it's just not called misfits is just trademark issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm overall, sure somebody jumped on that. Oh, yeah. Right. Overall, there's... Misfit.org.net. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, overall, there's just that stigma that a lot of people... I mean, anybody, if I go into the, the local coffee shop and ask people, can you relate to being a misfit? And people... If if I ask that, probably seventy five percent of the people can will say yeah. And whether it's a, it has a little MKE on top of it, or it has an ROK, or it has a, a CHI, um, anybody can relate to being a misfit in any aspect or wherever you are in life. Um, I don't think we would have to necessarily change a name or anything like that it, because. At the end of the I'm just day, thinking, good franchise. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah, but and uh, I am the we'll send you back to uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think the the it's main thing for us is just pushing that that misfit stigma and making sure that people realize that no matter where you are in life, you're always going to be a misfit, whether you finally made it or you're still struggling to make it. You're going to be a misfit. So now you're getting a kind of a societal thing, yeah. Because the the I see it with my two daughters. One's 19, one's 16. The 16-year-old watches YouTube video every day. Um, she has friends, and they talk about certain things. And um, so she she never has been to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do any extracurriculars. Yep. Um, she is, by all means, a misfit from what I would consider a misfit when I was in high school, mm-hmm. right? But I sub-teach at that high school, and there's all kinds of misfits. The, the old days of you're either a jack or a brainist, that's break, broken down because mm-hmm. everybody's got their little tribes. Yep. And it's be, I think it's it's because of the internet. and the, you know These people are gamers. These people are, you know, they make video content. Everybody, it's like we're in micro groups. You talk yeah. about nanotech, right? Nano influencers. Yep. Um, yeah, so we talk about that because she says she feels like a misfit. I said, there's there's more misfits than popular kids now. Exactly. Right? You go to a basketball game, because I, I go to a lot of the basketball games, there's nobody in the stands. Right. It's just the players, right? Because everybody's home doing or with their friends doing things that they want to do. So it's you're, you're tapping into something. There's a big societal change. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, anywhere we go, um, we really have. Um, what's nice about it and crazy about our community is it's not just – the the twenty somethings that relate to us, it's everyone across the board. It's the uh, six year olds that are still trying to get their startup from the ground, or it's the sixteen year olds that, like your daughter, that don't go to basketball games, that don't, that just want to watch YouTube videos. And that's there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, especially the way um, marketing is going and the way I mean everything is going uh, the kids that are watching YouTube videos and almost going to YouTube University right now that's the way people learn my girlfriend's dad um, literally we make fun of him sometimes but like it's always hand me the iPad I gotta figure out how to change this change this thing or hand me the iPad I gotta go on YouTube and figure hey, out how to change this that's part that's how I fixed Netflix last night exactly and it <laughs> couldn't get the darn thing to hook up <laughs> it's serious like it's it's honestly a good it's it's it could be a university because there's so there's a wealth of knowledge out there that's free. Well, the other thing you talked about. So, okay, on your team of four, yeah, who actually has a college degree? Um, me. That's it. Yeah, on the team of four, right? And you run a tech company. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of our our um, web people doesn't never went to college. He says, "I learned how to code. What do I need college for?" Yeah, that's another big societal change that's coming up. Is if you've got talent and you can do your own research. Do you really need to go into that kind of college debt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm. That, I mean, that could be a whole podcast in itself. But um, I had my cousin 
And uh, well, my aunt reached out to me and told me, hey, I don't know if we can afford to send your cousin to college. And I said, he doesn't need it. What? I mean, he may, yeah, I want, he wants to play college baseball. I'm like, yeah, but the chances of him going beyond college baseball are less than 1%. So he's got to start planning for the future. I know a lot of high school kids don't really think of that right now um, and really just think about short-term what my buddies and what my friends are going to think of me for not going to school or not going to the biggest university ever. If you really want to go to school, and this is one of my big regrets in life right now and will always be, go get your associate's degree at your local community college for cheap, mm-hmm. for like pay it out of your pocket, work work your butt off and and pay it out of your pocket because I'm drowning in student loan debt right now. I probably will never get out of it, which again, it could be another conversation, but it's just something that um, it was a, it, it was an era in time that people really got screwed and I mean, are getting screwed right now. But I think now this younger generation are realizing they're, brothers their sisters their aunts and uncles are drowning in student loan debt why would i want to put myself in that position yeah okay so uh we could spend like four or five hours (laughs) you guys have a podcast up in milwaukee yes uh urban misfit show all right so and and you you take guests from rockford we come up beyond that oh yeah all the time yeah all right so (laughs) if somebody's here hears this and thinks okay i got an event coming up and i want to get that 20 something crowd there yeah uh, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, um, you go to mkmisfits.com um, or just honestly, we don't do business cards. So go ahead and uh, friend <laughs> well, us on LinkedIn or connect we, we with us on business LinkedIn. Cards, <laughs> connect, well. connect with us on LinkedIn and uh, go ahead and just shoot us a message or anything like that. We're very responsive to anything like that. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and for coming on to Rockford to do One Million Cups. Yeah, thank you. The What Works Podcast is a production of Thinker Ventures. Learn more at thinkerventures.com.